said and she said you need to pay attention If they make the comment then it's worth the mention Jamil and Shatora you know they got the scoop At work talking about what black people do If you ain't real then you probably won't feel this It's all facts you know they coming with the realness Or pettiness either way you are getting it Uncut, unfiltered, and unedited Lifting up the culture, you know how it's gotta be Making words work, give it to you tongue-in-cheek Forget that water cooler, we like tea sweet This is boss talk reserved for the B-sweet B-sweet, B-sweet Boss talk is reserved for the B-sweet B-sweet, B-sweet Cool it out or you end up on that B-sweet What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the B-Suite Podcast. I am one half of the podcast, Jamil, alongside the better half of the podcast, Shatora. What's going on, Dizzle? I will take that designation. <laughs> Gladly. Thank you. I'm great. You good? Jay. What's good? It's summer. Yo, it's like almost 90 degrees in Buffalo. Jay, in like, what is going on? Listen, what... Around a year ago this time, I think it was still... It like, was probably like snowing. snowing. Yeah, <laughs> it was. I remember we did the little run in the park. And it was it was snowing outside when that happened. Oh my god! What? Oh my god! Yeah. It was definitely snowing. Yeah, it was. And I was so mad. But you know what? We had to stay inside, so that helped me stay inside. Yeah. So it was all good. But but this year? Oh man, we outside. I mean, <laughs> we outside, yo. I got a lot of I got a lot of hot girl summer text Listen, messages. Listen, I'm today. trying to have a hot boy summer out here, man. What's good? And normally, you know, I wouldn't perpetuate such things, but after 2020. You know, we, are, we outside. 2020 sucked, so we, yeah, we'll, we make it hot. we'll make it a hot everybody summer. Everybody out here vaxxed up. <laughs> Girl, you look good once you vax that ass up. <laughs> Come on. Yo, we outside this shit. 2021. <laughs> I heard that remix. <laughs> we outside. <laughs> Can you do that remix one more time? Do it for the people. <laughs> I can't even do that. Well, I'm, yo, listen, I'm just, I'm just super excited. Uh, That's to, my new anthem. Jesus. Yeah, man. Listen, it's, it's, we need it. You know, and listen, I'm, when I tell you I'm outside, I'm traveling. I am all over the place. We I'm going know. to the Dominican Republic this yeah. weekend. I'm out. Yeah, <laughs> smooth flex. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Man, you know, it's an anniversary coming up, 10-year anniversary. Shout out to the wife. A whole you know, decade so. of your life. 10 years. Yo, 10 years. Yo. Oh God. Yeah. Look, okay, so so just, just talking about that, right, real quick, a lot of people think that, like, and I was just talking about this with my homegirl, like, marriage is the end. So I'm divorced. I don't know. Put it out there. I kind of alluded to it before, but I'll just say it for the people. But, like, I think people think that marriage is, like, an end. Or, like, you know, oh, you know, I'm locked down. But I don't think people know what it takes to get to a 10-year anniversary. Yeah. Like. It's hard work. It's work. Like, the analogy my homegirl was using earlier was marriage is a building, but, like, you never stop construction. You get to live in a building, but you got to keep building it. And I think like the pieces of that shit keep breaking off. That's oh, why. my God. It's like the Sattler Tower. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Buffalo joke. Sorry. <laughs> but um, like a 10 year anniversary is like a huge milestone. Yeah. And I think people have like, unfortunately, like we've romanticized like marriage and marriage can it should be romantic. It should be like all those things. But like it's hard to. It's hard. And so congratulations. Like, I mean that with every fiber of my being. Congratulations on 10 years. Because it takes a real man. It takes a real man to step up and lead a family. 
um, and and be there for a wife and also do all the other things you do in the community. It really does. So those are your flowers today. Yeah, listen, I appreciate that. Go I, get them. I, I really appreciate that. Yeah. And listen, it, it is work. It is absolute work. And, you know, we've been through it. You know, no you, doubt. you know some of the stories. Uh, yeah. You know, like we, we've been through it over the last 10 years, but. I couldn't see myself doing this with anybody else except her. Amen. You know what I mean? So Amen. that's my best friend. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm grateful to be, you know, here with her and being a part of this journey. Uh, so shout out to Sally. I know she was on the podcast a couple seasons ago. So, yeah. You know, she's shout out to thing. Sally. And it was my idea. To have yeah, that, it definitely was your idea. Because I was like, nah, <laughs> nah, I'm good. <laughs> you know. But we love I, Sally. I try, I try not to, you know, kind of co-mingle. You know, I understand. It, Listen, and I got some guy friends who are like, no, I don't mix like my home life and my business life. And I respect it. Yeah. And like, I like, you know, I do transactions with Sally. We faxed and waxed, you know what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah. But like <laughs> she but, you know, like y'all keep y'all keep y'all business separate and I have my relationship with you and I have my relationship with Sally. And I have that with other couples. Right. And like it works like it's smart. So yeah. and y'all still out here killing it. So yeah, we you know we trying to do our thing, man. So, yeah. So I'm excited, man. You know, um, as you know, uh, a lot of people know we've been uh, taking part in this amazing journey, uh, this freedom walk. This is crazy. We are halfway through the walk right now. I'm yeah. actually just in in Buffalo temporarily, just for a couple of days. Yeah. Before I hit the road um, with them again, again this weekend, but. Yeah. Oh my God, has this been like the journey and the experience of a lifetime? Yeah. My God, like just the people that I've been able to meet, um, just the, ex uh, again, this experiences of walking like the same grounds that our ancestors walked on. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, one of our first stops was in um, Appomattox, Virginia, uh, right outside of Lynchburg. And uh, we, Appomattox Courthouse is where, um, uh, General Robert E. Lee and uh, Ulysses Grant um, back in the day actually signed uh, a treaty or whatever to end the Civil War. Mm. And we were in that same space. And mm. if you go inside, um, you kind of walk through the house. And on the, on the other side of the house, there were like slave quarters up, um, back there. Wow. And all of this stuff is still, still there. You know, so we're walking. I'm getting goosebumps as I'm thinking about it just now. Um, just being in that same space, you know, and even as we were walking up, you know, to get to the courthouse, there's a lot of a lot of grassland around us. Right. So it's like a pathway and it's uh, filled over here, filled over here. And literally, Shatora, as I'm walking, I look to my left, I look to my right and I and I physically and literally see my ancestors there. Yeah. Like it, I mean, it it's was not, it was emotional, man. It was it was really emotional. And I just, I just have to say this because, like, when you've been to historical sites like that, like you have to go and and be there to understand what Jay is saying because, like, you really do feel the ancestors when you're there. Mm -hmm. And it sounds crazy, it sounds wild, but it's like it's so real once you've experienced it and you feel like the heaviness of it, mm -hmm. but also like you feel the 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 motivation behind it as well like to keep going so that's yeah. that's dope that's Man, really and, dope and just uh like i said the people we've been able to meet we had this one lady uh you know now listen everybody who all of the walkers we're all like we were pre-screened like we had to do covid tests like we all know each other mm -hmm. you know well, I, and i met you know a, a few of them um when we started but um, but the, the thing is like we we were all pre-selected right mm -hmm. so but there was one lady who heard about us um, from Portland, Oregon, like mm -hmm. she literally packed 
a one-way uh she booked a one-way ticket she's about it and and came down there just so yeah. she can walk with us yeah. you know and is she still walking no she's not because we couldn't keep her on oh, the trail with yeah. us because of was, you know we yeah. didn't we had no idea who this lady was yeah. you know i mean we appreciated the, you know her efforts and but it was a lot it's more resources right yeah. right it, it, exactly yeah. so like all of the resources and the limited resources that we had uh you know they were already allocated mm -hmm. you know so to have one more extra person it, it was, it was going to be um, a lot for us. So we did tell her, like, listen, you know, as we go to different sites, you can, you know, you can pull up at these different sites, but mm -hmm. we can't have you, you know, like, in the RV with us. Right. We can't have you sleeping at the hotels and things right. like that. You know right, what I mean? Right, right. So, um, and she was, she was completely, you know, she understood. But still, like, just the motivation for her to want to join y'all on the trail, like, fly from the West Coast right. and all that. Right. Yeah, no, you know, I, know she's, I know she's a big-time activist out there, so. Yeah. So it was, it was dope. I mean, it's, and, and again, it's just like those type of experiences. And again, we didn't even raise all of the money. We still don't have all of the money <laughs> to get through the rest of this wall. Oh, wow. You know what I mean? Okay. So, but along the way, God has just been blessing us. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, you know, we've just been meeting people along the way and like, they've been donating like hotel stays for us. They've mm -hmm. been, they've been, uh, I think it was just the other day. I think it was last week, Sunday. We came to the house. I mean, and people came with boxes and boxes and boxes of food for us. Wow. You know what I mean? So, uh, so between like the, the hotels, the Airbnbs and things like that, you know, a lot of this stuff is being donated on the fly. Yeah. You know what I mean? So people can still um, support us. You know, I'm a shameless plug. Not even shameless. No. I need people to support this movement right now. We are halfway through the walk. Yeah. Um, we've already um, done over 400 miles yeah. of the walk right now. Wow. Right now, everyone is in um, um, New Jersey okay. right now. Um, and if people wanted to uh, want to support, they can go to the free them walk. That's free them walk, um, dot com. Um, and you can click the donate button and listen, everything helps. Any donation helps, man, because like we, it's, it's physically taxing. You know, this week was like, yeah, before I came home, I mean, home, it's getting warmer outside, Yeah, you know, before I came home, I'm telling you like, my God, I, I I'm I'm y'all walking shape. on faith now. Yeah, 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 for sure. We definitely. I yeah. mean, it's been all types of stuff. To, I mean, the RV broke down on this yeah. on, on the highway. Um, I mean, it, it's been crazy, you know. But you know, God got us, man. God got you. Know, you. And like, we ain't got no. It's no like um, police escorts or anything like that. Mm -hmm. We, you know, we just, just walking. We walking by faith right now. Walking by faith. You know, so yeah. I'm excited. I'm, I'm and sometimes when I come home. I, I get low-key depressed because I'm like, I, I want to be back yeah. there with them. Because the know? energy, man. It is. Like, when y'all called me the other day and everybody was on the line, I was just like, ah, I really need to be there, yeah. you know? Because yeah. I could feel the energy through the phone. Like, I can't imagine what it's like being with y'all 24-7. And that was low energy because we had just got finished walking when we <laughs> called you. Because <laughs> we started, like, 5.30 in the morning. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, yeah, so we yeah. can have... We walk, you know, we try to walk 30 miles a day collectively. Yeah. You know, so we kind of break off in groups. Everyone walks, uh, you know, a certain set of miles to, until we get, you know, collectively to 30 miles. Yeah. So, um, I mean, I could talk about this stuff all day, and I, I don't want to uh, belabor the point, but the freethemwalk.com. Go follow us, the Freedom Walk USA. You can follow us on Instagram as well. You can, like, we are, you know, active, active on social media, so you can be along on this journey with us. Divest of your coins. <laughs> <laughs> what a great segue what a great segue come on this one. <laughs> I need to right, right 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 I'm so smooth oh my goodness yeah. so yeah we're we're talking about we are talking about the stock market today yeah and I can't really speak about it in any educated fashion 
You know, I do very long-term investments and just let them sit there because my anxiety doesn't <laughs> allow me to do swing trades or day trades. But there is somebody here who is smart enough to tell us how to make some real money. Yeah, and he is smart, man. Listen, crazy. I've, I've had the opportunity to know this gentleman uh, for the last, I don't know, it's been about seven, almost seven years, bro. probably. Yeah. You know what I mean? So Seems right. Yeah, yeah. And um, just the conversations we've been having, I've always looked up to this guy. Even though he's a little younger than me, I, I've still looked up to him. Just mm -hmm. in just how he just handles his, his business with his family, especially with his money. Especially, with, I'm like, this man been owing me some noodles for like the last I need to borrow. Years. I need to borrow some. Yeah, come on. I'm like, I'm still waiting <laughs> on my noodles right now. I've been asking this man to hold something. He said he ain't got it. But then I, next thing I know, I see him on Instagram, you know, opening up all types of art. He got a whole art gallery in his crib right now. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, but um, I'm really excited to have our brother on here, Jason Amos. What's going on, bro? Nothing much. How you doing, man? Thank you for having man. me. I appreciate seeing you and Shatora. It's been a It's been a very, minute. very long time. It's been a He's minute. He's whooping it right now, man. I, I haven't I mean, seen him. Last, last time I seen him, he was clean baby I'm face. living a now. barber free lifestyle. Right. <laughs> I'm not mad at the facial hair. Yeah, so, um, so let me just give you the formal introduction. Absolutely. Um, give our, give our, um, our audience the formal introduction. So at 15 years old, uh, Jason was introduced to the equity markets by a mentor. Um, after several discussions, he made a commitment to use what he was learning to retire early and his mentor, uh, as his mentor had done. Um, he made his first crypto investment in 2015 after being intrigued by all the possibilities. Uh, he has devoted time to share information with his mentees and local youth groups. He was recently invited to speak to, speak to the members of Breaking Barriers. Shout okay. out to Breaking Barriers Shout out to and Daniel Breaking Barriers. and Boyce, um, where he shared information on investing and personal finance. His hope is to assist in developing a culture of uh, financial literacy in the minority community. He also plans to launch a company uh, providing personal finance services later this year. So... Bro, thank you. Thank, thank you. For, you. Thank you. Let me you. sign up. I appreciate that. I need some personal <laughs> You're welcome. You're welcome. <laughs> Anytime. Nah, so we're excited to have you on. You know, this whole crypto thing is like really, like really, really starting to blow up right now, right? Uh, I mean, it's it's been on a roller coaster the yeah, last few years. Yeah, we're in a crypto bull market right yeah, now. Yeah, yeah. I, I know I first got um, introduced to the crypto game um, maybe back in I want to say 2018 or so okay. um, and I you know I didn't know anything about it you know so I was a little reluctant at first just kind of you know kind of really jump in yeah. so I just invested like literally like 20 bucks you know what I'm saying like you know I downloaded the little Coinbase app and invested $20 and I just did nothing with it and to a point where like I totally forgot I even had the app and then uh, maybe a few months ago, I happened just to log in, and I saw that twenty dollars went to almost four hundred bucks. You know, what wow. I'm so I'm just like, what? What? <laughs> the alpha is real. Yeah. So before we even go there, can you just define what cryptocurrency is? Sure. So um, cryptocurrency is a medium of exchange. Any currency is a medium of exchange. Mm -hmm. So um, alongside fiat currency, which is just money issued by the government. Cryptocurrency uh, is money that is then uh, created and controlled digitally uh, by way of cryptography. So similarly how um, uh, you have an intermediary being the U.S. Treasury as far as money printing is concerned. Uh, this was a way uh, that was devised to remove any intermediaries uh, to disintermediate mm -hmm. the government um, from the facilitation, creation, distribution of the money supply. 
um, and create an alternative to that, to fiat mm-hmm. currency, which is cryptocurrency. So um, where you have that intermediary, you have the, the federal government backing or uh, responsible for maintaining, distributing currency. Um, the cryptocurrency world uh, was a, was created so that it could be trustless between two parties. Um, if I was to purchase something from you, if I wanted to buy your cell phone from you, mm-hmm. you have to be able to verify that the money I gave you is legit. Mm-hmm. You don't know if I'm giving you counterfeit or if I'm using somebody else's credit card or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then I have to trust you that the device that you sold me actually works mm-hmm. or it's not on the, it's the IMEI is not blacklisted mm-hmm. or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's a way to do trustless transactions. You don't need to know me. You don't need to trust that what I give you is what I gave you because mm-hmm. the, the funds that I'm transferring to you are secured by cryptography. They, okay. It's guaranteed that you cannot, they, these are, uh, you're unable to uh, have inauthentic cryptocurrency okay. okay. by design. Okay. All right. So, okay. So I was reading that the maker of Dogecoin, he made it as a joke and did it in two hours. So how do you like build out a whole? Sure. So what you're talking about is these are ERC-20 tokens, and that's a standard of cryptocurrency. There's several different standards um, when you talk about fungible tokens, non-fungible tokens, ERC-20 tokens, BEP. um, And that's people don't need to get lost in that. We won't go down that road. But um, with an ERC-20 token, there are so many uh, different products and applications to assist people in creating them. There's literally okay. no barrier to, you could create the Shatora coin. Okay. I like that. Yeah. Yeah. You should yeah. do that. You should do that. Shatora <laughs> coin. You could, you could you actually do that. I got you. I'll be your first. Okay, yeah, I'll do it. <laughs> and it's amazing that it, that opportunity exists because then you can create, um, a, uh, a lot of times we see projects coming now that are used for governance of some sort. And tokens are distributed in equal portions so that people can vote the weight of their tokens. Um, so it, it, the, the implications of cryptocurrency have gone so far beyond cryptocurrency that it's, it's amazing. And this yeah. is everything that I hoped it would be way back wow. then. Wow. Okay. How does, uh, you know, this, this, uh, this whole crypto thing is, like you said, we're in this bull market right now. And uh, you see uh, governments right now, uh, major, major governments around the world. Uh, who are now trying to like really regulate this? So how how is this really disrupting like the market out here? Um, because obviously, um, again, you know we're we're in a space now where you know people see this as like like the future of 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 currency, right? So how has it been? How has it disrupted like markets around the world? Um, by having an entirely new asset class be created. I think that was a disruption in itself. And now we're talking about cryptocurrency being at uh, over a $2 trillion market cap. Mm. So that's $2 trillion that came from somewhere else into the cryptocurrency market. Um, And then in its early days, um, it did have uh, more of a shadow cast on it because there weren't that many uses for it. So being a digital medium of exchange um, where there's no... um, authorized or or kind of no path laid for where it can be used all of the early adopters get to determine what happens with it so um a portion of uh, a small portion of of folks who are early adopters decided hey we could use this for black market transactions and sales (laughs) and so it had a black eye early on because of that and then you had governments uh, around the world saying that this was all it was good for so you had a lot of pushback um from law enforcement 
um, from local, state, federal government, of course, and then different uh, countries around the world. A lot of um, the ecstasy pills and, and all of those barbiturates, et cetera, were coming from Europe. So then they had a bad taste in their mouth about cryptocurrency because then you have the U.S. Drug Enforcement Agency. Why aren't you all helping us? This is how it's facilitated. We need to find a way to stop this. Um, but again, that was a small minority of folks uh, who did that, but it got the most press and it got the most attention. Um, now, to add to that, you have people who have made substantial gains in the market that have not been taxed. And of course, you know what I'm saying? You render unto Caesar what is Caesar's. Mm -hmm. The government wants their cut. Mm -hmm. um, so now you have that additional pressure. Um, and a lot of times, even now still, um, because of its... I don't want to say it's untraceable because th th that's not true. There are some cryptocurrencies who specialize in being untraceable, uh, but largely you can kind of figure out who's who um, because that's the, the, the concept behind blockchain technology, and I will probably get to that, but it's to have a public ledger, um, and, and you can see where everything is. The transparency um, is one of the hugest benefits of it. But I say that to say now um, when you have... Um, like what happened with the oil pipeline that was shut down with the ransomware. Mm -hmm. People who are doing that then want the ransom in cryptocurrency because then they can move it around different places and find a way to extract it. Um, and now it's like, do you even need to turn it back into to fiat? Do you even need to trade it back into U.S. dollars or rupees or whatever that local currency is uh, that, that you reside in? Um, so... What was your question again? We got we got derailed. You were asking me about governments government, and regulation. Right, right. Yeah, so there is a desire on them to, to kind of understand how it works. And, of course, um, cutting-edge, bleeding-edge technology moves a lot faster than, than, than government does. So they're still playing catch-up as well. But I think now there are some really great ambassadors within the cryptocurrency community that have offered themselves up um, to federal agencies um, to, to kind of assist them with understanding what regulations make sense and what regulations don't. I think a big hurdle that just got passed was for Coinbase to go public. Because initially, like, there was some uh, dust up between them and the government, and the government wanted them to release records about their customers. And they resisted, but uh, they eventually capitulated and agreed to give the, the government what they wanted. Um, and I think that was a huge hurdle for us to get over because it showed that there was nothing to hide. Mm. Um, and now they're being, being allowed to, to have an initial public offering and be a company on the stock market. Mm -hmm. um, it gives a lot of legitimacy mm -hmm. to the asset class. Got it. Mm -hmm. You had mentioned blockchain. Uh, so can you kind of talk about that difference between like blockchain and cryptocurrency? Sure. So, so cryptocurrency exists within the blockchain and I don't, let me take back the, it exists within a blockchain because you can distribute, a blockchain is nothing but a distributed ledger, distributed nodes, uh, like servers. You might have servers all across the country in order to facilitate internet traffic. Um, then you have uh, the, the concept behind cryptocurrency was for it to be open and like Shatora said earlier, um, I think before we were on air, the word democratized, where any individual can start up a node uh, in their house and actually operate as a node um, on, the, on the blockchain <clears throat> or on any blockchain, similar to, to how you can store files in a network. Right. So all of the blockchain is, is an open network. It's a public network um, that, that cryptocurrency moves around on. So it, it, anybody can create a blockchain just like anybody can create a cryptocurrency, and that's how, that's how public it is. Got it. Wow. Got it. I'm, I'm being enlightened. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, okay. 
So are people actually buying stuff? Like, would you actually like divest of your cryptocurrency to purchase something? No, because I don't think uh, water has found its level yet. And by that, I mean, I I don't think that we've seen the true use case. Uh, Let me take that back. Not use case, but I don't think that we found um, the true ceiling or floor, for that matter, of what the value of these projects are and what these ideas are. Um, People have so many different price predictions for uh, any crypto project you bring up, but I just feel like it's so early. I think I read a statistic that said only 7% of the United States population actually had a cryptocurrency wallet. Mm-hmm. Um, so no, I wouldn't spend crypto to purchase any product. Um, yeah. I, I, I wouldn't trade a, um, um, an appreciable asset for a liability. Right, right, right. <laughs> but, but I mean, it, it does make sense. And, and, and there are um, to that to that to that point, there are uh, projects like USDC, um, which is um, was created by the organization Circle. Circle used to be a cryptocurrency exchange, but now they are um, they created a stable coin. So, with all the volatility in the crypto markets, that in order for mass adoption to happen, there has to be something where where um, the price is set. It's yeah. So how does it, how does that not make it the same concept as fiat currency then you know like the price is set on government regulated currency i think i don't know and i'm really asking this from a place of ignorance yeah but um you know is because it- i think it's about who controls it so okay you could we could have something that follows these same the same framework but it's not going to be distributed in the same way it's not going to be, um, it's not going to have the same visibility. Geographic limitations. Yeah, yeah. You eliminate all of that. Okay. The transportability uh, mm-hmm. uh, of that, because uh, when you think about some of the use case for something like that, you do need, like I said, for mass adoption, people are never going to fully adopt crypto if every day the value of their holdings fluctuates. If you have to wake up and think about on a day like today where crypto was down uh, almost, what, what did we lose maybe 15,000 mm-hmm. uh, in, in BTC. So you need to have stable coins. There, there's room for all of these different projects. Okay. Um, so, so that being an option, USDC, USDT, DAI, um, DAI, there's so many different stable coins that are, that are popping up now um, that I think will bring full scale adoption at some point. So no, I wouldn't trade any of mine. I'm waiting, but I would trade a stable coin. Okay. So I, that's what I, that's why I brought that up. I'm sorry, bring yeah. that back full circle. That if you do want to um, move your money from fiat to crypto, you can purchase stable coins like USDC, USDT, which is Tether, um, Dai, which is uh, minted on a uh, <laughs> um, a platform called Maker, which is another stable coin. There's so many options. So okay, so if the appeal beyond like for early adopters like yourself is making a lot of money of uh, the appeal also includes like the dysregulation of it all. Um, how like, Oh, what was my question? Oh, th- like the getting into like more of the democratization of the coin. Like mm-hmm. how does, like, how is that going to be able to sustain itself? Because at some point, like it's going to become basic. I'm air quotes basic where everybody has more access to it. People, like you said, people are going to have more crypto wallets and all that stuff. And some, you know, especially like online, there might be different businesses that only accept cryptocurrency or Mm -hmm. whatever. Right. So 
if the dysregulation of it all is the appeal, but then people are also like it's it, there's there's a stable coin. Like, how do those two exist in the same universe? Sure. Um, because I think that, again, that, that like a lot of times we look at things from a U.S. centric uh, viewpoint. Mm -hmm. I think around the country, there's so many excuse me, around the world, there's so many different applications. You have people um, in in emerging markets, um, which is a non pejorative way to say some people would like to call them third world countries. But um, you have emerging markets who where um, asset seizures happen all the time. You have mm. corrupt governments. You have, oh uh, yeah, you know what I'm saying. Uh -huh. So, so and it's a, a way to have your 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 funds be government proof. Yeah, that even they can't steal them. That these are these are these are rock tight. Excuse me, rock solid, airtight. Uh -huh. Um, that unless I give you the key. You to my wallet, yeah. This, you know, what I mean, this, this, uh, this yeah. wallet that you can't get access to right. my funds. Right. So there's so many different ways to use it that don't directly uh, tie back into what would be happening here in the United States. So there's so much regulation in banking, right? Like, you, it's really difficult to bank around the world just because of all the regulation and how, you know, they want to make sure they're not washing money and it didn't come from KYC. something illegal or anything yep. like that. Right. So how, like, do you really think it's possible that, and I, again, I'm asking from a place of ignorance, sure. like that, that this cryptocurrency can actually like increase in proliferation without the long arm of the law. No. And I think, I think people have kind of, um, backpedaled from that. I think that the extremists that, that kind of dominated the crypto scene early on have taken a back seat to kind of people who understand the bigger picture. I think mm -hmm. there has to be a collaboration. Between What's the, the bigger two. picture? I think the bigger picture is, like I said, to, to have um, a public ledger, uh, to be able to do public, excuse me, trustless transactions. Okay. To be able to bank 24 hours a day, seven days a week, 365 days a year. You don't want to have to wait for a check to clear or a payment to, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. To be able to know that if I send you $50 now, that $50 is available. You don't have to wait for Cash App to send it in two days. You right. don't have to pay an extra fee to, to right. get it immediately. You know right. what I mean? I think right. that um, there's there's definitely value add in that aspect. But I think that, like I said, that the um, I was talking to somebody the other day and they were so pissed. Like, oh, man, when you told me about this back in the day, I never thought that um, it could get this far. <clears throat> and I think it's that's a fair a position to have taken at that point because the people that introduced it to me were like doomsday preppers. Yeah. These are people who thought the dollar was going to be destroyed, that you were going to have to wheelbarrow a hundred grand to the store to get a loaf of bread. Yeah. They were people who had seen such deflationary stories um, in other countries. You know what I mean? There, were, there was so much, there was such a cloud over the people who were in that space. These were people who wanted to have fallout shelters. Yeah. You know what I mean? So yeah. it's like, I don't blame people for not taking it seriously early on yeah. because those are the people you heard about it from. Right. Right. Yo, so let, I want to switch gears just for a second. I, I was having a, a conversation with my accountant this morning and she, we were talking about crypto and you know, she's, um, you know, she had expressed that, you know, it's something, it's an area where she feels like that she's a little ignorant on. She wants to learn more about it. Um, so for everyday people who want to get, you know, involved in, in this crypto, like, how can people, like, get involved? I mean, because it seems like it's it's becoming a lot more easier for people to um, to, um, to get into this space. So 
Like, stay off of houses. social media and stay off of Robin Hood. We're going to talk about Robin Hood in a second, man. I think I my, that's my, biggest piece of, <laughs> my biggest piece of advice to anybody is I think it's just to just um, read. And it, it sounds, I mean, the truth, I, it's, I feel bad that the truth isn't sexier. Um, <laughs> you know what I mean? Because I think a lot yeah. of times people want you to tell them something that's, that's not plain. That, that's, tell me something else. Like, I need you to... Make it more attractive. And I think a lot of times when people go looking for that, that's why we have, like, there's a group, and I won't say any names, and they constantly promote crypto scheme after crypto scheme after crypto scheme. And I've seen, I've been, I've, I've looked around in this group, like somebody granted me access, and I was like, let me see what's going on here. Mm -hmm. And I've seen people be uh, separated from their money in scheme after scheme after scheme. Um, and trying to chase with no real understanding. And I think there's no other so way. It's like multi-level marketing version of cryptocurrency. Yeah, yeah, yeah. people like paying access. It's not a pyramid scheme. To people paying <laughs> to get access to public markets. And it's, yeah. it baffles me. It's because somebody, they want somebody else to do the work for them. And I think now, um, we ha you asked me this, I think, in the, in the email prior to the show, like what were some of the implications for it? I think historically coming from a position of being a people and I'm talking about uh, black folks mm -hmm. being disenfranchised uh, for so long. And when I say the word disenfranchised, I mean um, kept away from, discouraged, um, chased out of, eliminated from consideration for um, a whole host of things uh, from housing to banking relationships to whatever. This is really the walls have come down. Um, and I think this is one of those spaces that that still provides incredible opportunity. And it, it to use your tourist term is democratized. Nobody can keep you from this. You have a smartphone, you have a job, you have income. Um, nobody can keep you from this. Mm -hmm. And I think you have to explore that opportunity and what that means, because it's, and it's the same reason why I try not to get too specific with recommendations, because I think every investor, I used to tell people that I, I spoke to about equity markets that every investor has three things. Now with crypto, I definitely look at it at, at a fourth thing. Uh, the three things used to be time, money, and information. I think the fourth thing now that I've had to add is um, risk tolerance. Every investor has different levels of those yeah. four variables. Yeah. So it's so hard to tell somebody specifically, what should I do? What should I invest in? What should I buy? What stock should I you're going to have a different amount of those four things than I have. Mm -hmm. So it's going to turn our strategy, you know what I'm saying? And you really have to fine tune to that point. We're talking about over the term of your investing livelihood, a substantial amount of money that you can make or lose by following my strategy versus one that's more finely tuned to what it is, your strengths right. among those four variables. Um, so I think, again, to be able to have the walls taken down, you don't need anyone to hold your hand or to tell you, hey, I got this opportunity for y'all. I want y'all to check this out. Oh, and then they start using words like millionaire. You know what I'm saying? And you're taking advantage of, 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 of something. People feel a lot of times financially vulnerable. So, so many people lost their jobs uh, during COVID. So many people got hours cut. So many people are in very desperate situations, had to choose between staying home with their children or going to work and collecting unemployment. And I just see so much manipulation in this space because there are people still, whenever you have a bull market, like if you look at the chart of cryptocurrency um, in general, or the total market cap of cryptocurrency or Bitcoin in specific, you'll see what kind of run up we had this year. 
Um, and I think that's, that's what brings out all the scammers. And that's what brings out people who are one standard deviation from the mean. <laughs> means they know just a little bit more than the average person. And they mm -hmm. use that to manipulate folks. And I've seen, like I said, a, a, a group of folks be led astray by maybe three or four folks in the group making money. A whole lot of people losing a lot of money. And it's easy to get wrapped up in the sexy stories when you see the one person who made X number of dollars, but you can't count on being the 1%. You know what I'm saying? You have to position yourself in a strategy where you will win regardless. You know what I'm saying? And I, and I see a lot of all or nothing approaches. I see a lot of people who have taken whatever money from wherever and slapped it all down at the crap table. And that's not what this is. This is a uh, another asset class that you kind of need to exercise um, portfolio allocation and risk management. You know what I mean? I, I think that I've seen people have crypto be 100% of their portfolio. Like show me their Robin hood, pull it up and be like, look, and, and I'm, and I'm, I'm happy. And I don't mean to be disparaging and I don't say this to hurt anybody's feelings. I don't, I don't want anybody to be like, Oh, this monk think mm -hmm. he is. It's not that it's that I come from, um, I was almost, I would consider as many people told me about crypto before I actually made the plunge, before I sent you mm -hmm. verifiable documentation that I was in here in 2015. Mm -hmm. It was so many people that told me about it that I wasn't ready to take the leap because again, I came from equity markets. Mm -hmm. um, big hat tip to Roger Struther. That's the mentor uh, that you were talking about in my, in my bio. Yes, yes. You know, I've been hearing about this Roger for a long time. You gotta meet, I feel you like gotta, I need to meet Roger. You gotta meet Roger. I need to meet Roger. Roger is the goal. You gotta meet Roger. Okay. You gotta I meet ran Roger. I him last week um, at the restaurant. That's my guy. <laughs> Incredible person. So I, I came from the equity markets. I'm coming from where Roger taught me. I'm like, what is this? Because yeah. crypto doesn't have the traditional metrics that somebody from the equity market needs to evaluate an investment. Right. You don't have a peg ratio. You don't have a quick ratio. You don't have revenues. You don't have, right. you know what I'm saying? You right. don't have a balance sheet to look right. at at a crypto project. Right. You have right. to abandon all of those traditional right. metrics of examining your investment. Right. And you have to understand that. Because it's all driven by the market. Like, it yes, ha it's there, not. It, now, the only thing that matters is consensus. Yeah. That's, that's it. That's it. Okay. So, so Reddit. <laughs> okay. Okay. So, like, there's this subculture of folks, you know, Reddit or maybe other. Redditors. Other, Redditors, you know, where, like, they have their own way of determining, like, okay, we're going to go after this or we're going to go after that, which is like, you know, I know that kind of drove the, um, the GameStop situation, right? But like, this is totally different. Well, kind of, but like, it's not there. you know, like you said, like there's, there's no, there, there, uh, there is no annual report or any of that stuff that is going to drive investors to say, oh, they've got a good strategy here for driving up revenue. Exactly. It's really just based on the market and who's going to buy into it. So, I mean, I don't know. Can you just kind of explain the difference between crypto and equity markets? And sure. So equity markets are always going to be regulated. You got the SEC, Securities yeah. and Exchange Commission, who's going to determine um, if a company is following the rules and if a company is ready to go public and they have like a standard boilerplate, um, an S1 is what a company goes public with. Mm -hmm. So you can pull that up on the SEC website. You mm -hmm. can look at anybody's S1 and say, oh, okay, this is who owns however many shares. Um, this is what the company does. These are the 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 um, the mortal risks that they face. Uh, these are SWOT analysis. Essentially, mm -hmm. you'll be able to read through all of that with crypto. Again, you have to kind of be even a more astute investor um, because you have to be able to understand the landscape, understand which projects make sense and which don't. 
Um, and I think that only comes from experience. And this is why, um, to go back to my point about folks showing me 100% crypto in their portfolio, um, part of proper allocation would say that alternative assets, which would was crypto, would be considered, um, should only occupy a certain portion of your portfolio. And that mm-hmm. depending on your risk tolerance, I definitely wouldn't say anybody should be above 40% alternative assets. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? You mm-hmm. kind of need to have your, your feet on, on solid ground mm-hmm. first before you start entering into um, something where you don't have traditional metrics to gauge it by. Right. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And you, where you have to be aware of what the community consensus is. Oh, this project is good. This project is... It's so nuanced also. Exactly, exactly. And that's why it's so dangerous for people to be telling you, hey... <laughs> you know what I mean? Come check this out. And mm. everybody shills what we call in the crypto community. Everybody talks about their project and, and the merits of it. But you kind of have to be able to, like I said, spend enough time to be able to delineate and discern. Okay, that's about nothing. This one is about something. If you want to go for moonshots uh, like like Dogecoin, cool. That should be an alternative inside of your alternative assets portfolio. But never should that represent a sizable, uh, uh, an outsized portion of of what your portfolio contains. So the volatility of it all is crazy to me because something like Dogecoin that was originally created as a joke, yeah, you know, became very profitable for its investors. So how, or the people who own it, right? So how does that happen? Sure. So you have something called in the crypto world tokenomics. Um, tokenomics would determine. I can't keep up. I know. See, and and, and this is why everybody needs to sit down and just read. Not, yeah, you have to. And I'm going to answer your question in one in one second. But to to go back to you asking me like how how how. There's people always say that they won't have enough time. You do. It's just how you spend that time, and you have to be able to trick yourself um, into consuming more information. And then once things start making sense to you, once you can have conversations with people that involve these topics, you become uh, far and beyond more educated and um, mature in that space than you would have been. And what I mean by tricking yourself is I had to create an entirely separate social media account to only follow people that I respect in the crypto world that I would begin to learn. Oh, this guy retweeted, we retweeted this guy, somebody that I have a great deal of respect for retweeted someone else. So they must have respect for this person. So let me follow this person. And when I log into that account on the social media, whether it's Twitter, Instagram, whatever, I'm only seeing that content. That's a hot tip. Mm -hmm. That's a sexy tip. You have to, you because you've spent so much time, on your social media platform and the algorithm has you figured out as somebody who likes videos about whatever funny videos, boyfriend, girlfriend, prank videos or dog videos (laughs) or whatever that is. The algorithm already has you figured out. Mm -hmm. So it takes too much time that you're, you're trying to fight an uphill battle. Okay. Create a completely separate profile and then follow those accounts. And then the more and more that that starts to work for you, the the first time you make your first hundred dollars or whatever you see, uh, your, your portfolio appreciate, um, it will change how much time you spend on one profile versus the other. Yeah. Um, so then you asked, oh, we were talking about tokenomics. Yeah. Another word people would be familiar with. Tokenomics are essentially um, the numbers behind the projects, the closest thing you have to a balance sheet. Tokenomics says whether the project is inflationary or deflationary. Um, and by that, I mean Dogecoin, I think it's 
15,000 every hour new Dogecoin get created. Okay. So in that sense, the project is, is, is inflationary. It, it continues to more currency and more currency continues to be printed mm -hmm. um, or minted, um, as you would say, with a crypto. Um, but you also have uh, something that had relatively little volume. There weren't that many uh, markets that were trading Dogecoin. You had my Robinhood might have been the only one. And now it's, it's expanded to, I think, Coinbase is on the way. Uh, I saw Unify Money, Gemini, Kraken. You have all of these different marketplaces now um, allowing people to purchase Dogecoin through them because they want to take advantage of the app trader. The yeah. guy, the person, the young man or woman that has um, adopted these platforms for investing, they want to be able to accommodate those folks that want this product. They don't want everybody on Robinhood. Robinhood right. is already doing well enough. Right. Um, so now everyone is putting it on their platform. So it doesn't take much for a stock to run up or a, a cryptocurrency to run up when uh, the float is relatively small. For, for Dogecoin, you have a situation where most of it sits in a, a small group of wallets. I think 90% of Dogecoin might sit in four wallets. Oh, wow. Um, and again, this is a feature of blockchain is being fully transparent. You can see where what is um, and how much of what is in, uh, in a particular wallet. Um, so similar to the GameStop situation, you had a community of group, a community of folks called Redditors who had decided we're going to use this technique, which is finding stocks which are heavily shorted, which have incredibly low float, which means there's um, a small amount of circulating shares. And so that disparity, it, not, it being illiquid, which means it's difficult to move from one hand to another hand, because it not that much exists uh, as far as the free float. It's not that much available. Mm -hmm. um, that creates room for you to have huge price spikes mm -hmm. like what we saw in, 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 in GameStop. Mm -hmm. um, so that, that's, that is an exploit that's available. Um, I think kind of how it's, it's been um, usually now in the cryptocurrency community, developers are more aware of something like that and they don't want it to happen because they don't want the impending crash, which will turn people off from yeah. it. People, the guy who bought at the top yeah. on GameStop is, is pretty pissed. He's, he's down bad right yeah, now. And you mad. don't hear that story. You no. know what I'm saying? The yeah. guy who bought Dogecoin at the top is pissed. Yeah. He's down bad right now. Yeah. Um, so it's just, again, to, to be aware of, of of how those things happen and to understand that just because it's going up doesn't mean it has to continue to go up. No. And that goes into, like, the moonshot thing. Um, I mean, everybody wants to take their shot, shoot their shot. I mean, do you have any advice, you know, beyond read and, and maybe, you know, have diversity among, among your portfolio, but like, you know, just kind of sage advice about proper allocation. I think uh, one thing that uh, everybody should look up is uh, dollar cost averaging. Like, I think a lot of times, like I said, people would take a lump sum of money and slam it down. I think if you want to take a position, it's okay to do what we call scaling in. Like, okay, if I want to invest $1,000 in this project, might invest 200 here, 200 more here, 200 more here, and just kind of wait and see what happens. Mm -hmm. And uh, I think that's a, a much easier way to kind of test the water before you just slam down everything you have, like the crap table at Vegas. Right. Like, um, so dollar cost averaging is, is a strategy because baseball games... Basketball games, football games are not won by Hail Marys, Grand Slams. Right. Um, you know what I'm saying? And, and, and half-court shots. That's not what happens. It's right. a slow and methodical plan, methodical plan of how we're going to move the ball up the court, how we're going to move the ball up the field, right. how we're going to get more, more people on base. Right. 
to get more runs on the scoreboard. You know right. what I'm saying? So All people right. have to be okay with um, being slow and steady mm -hmm. instead of everybody wants to hit a grand slam. Right. Everybody wants to wake up tomorrow a millionaire. It's right. like you might hear those stories, but those are the 1%. You know the, what I'm saying? Those are the only people who got Those are the only people. And that's why they're on the news. <laughs> and that's why they're on the news. That's why they're, that's on, why they're on the news. news. Yeah. Absolutely. I, I really appreciate, you know, you, this is the advice that you're giving right now, um, because I, part of the reason that, you know, I wanted to even have you on um, is to, you know, slightly educate people on, you know, the whole world of crypto, uh, but also too you know, just giving people some some tactical, you know, um, and practical advice on how they can actually get started with it. So, um, you know, we kind of coming up on time in, in, in a bit, but one of the things I wanted to ask you, I want to rewind just a little bit. Because uh, I know you you have this uh, this amazing relationship with Robin Hood. <laughs> so because a lot of people, a lot of people, especially new investors, like it's it's, the, it's maybe it's the ease of use or, or whatever, you know, but I know you you speak very adamantly against Robin <laughs> Anytime Hood. Anytime I can post a story negative about Robin Hood, I will. Yeah. And yeah. I think it's my nemesis simply because um, it makes my job that much more difficult when I want to introduce people to whether it's the equity markets or the crypto markets or any type of investment, I think Robinhood is not to blame. I think Robinhood has kind of examined um, who we are as, as human beings and then kind of fed into that. And I think that's why you hear the term gamification mm -hmm. um, and, and used in a whole host of different ways. Um, they talk about gamification for... Um, getting new employees onboarded yeah. as a way to get that, them through uh, the process. Of, we want to gamify everything. Yeah, and and that's good because uh, we need a shorter feedback loop. That's what that is. From the time I perform an action to the time that I'm receiving some type of feedback or praise or whatever or a reward for it, um, I need to I need that feedback loop to be shorter in order to get people to participate. And I think Robinhood has done that. It's done that amazingly well as seen by the performance of the company. They keep making more and more and more money. But what happens is when you do that to people who already have uh, dopamine addictions, like we're all used to getting people getting stock tips on TikTok. And I don't know, I'm not on TikTok because I just don't understand it yet. Yeah. But however long that, that, that little time period is that people can give that information, you need way more, more context. Like there's an overabundance of information available to people there and there's a scarcity of context. Any people can tell you a million and one things, but when you ask them, well, how does that relate to this? Or how is this going to affect that? They have zero context on what that means on a larger scale. So I think that Robin hood, again, anytime you can flip open your app and see confetti, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> or you can see these are the hot stocks. These are up 20%. You don't have any context. You don't know why you don't know who you don't know it, it's not it doesn't for how long exactly it yeah. does not it does not reward you for doing research and studying it the only reward for that is in your portfolio over the long term mm -hmm. but because nobody talks about the losses i got scammed out of eight thousand dollars in crypto early on you know what i'm saying like there was a uh before coinbase was around there was there was little intermediary websites that you could go through to purchase from people who were early you know what I'm saying? Like, had I read, had I taken the slow road, I would have seen, like, people saying, wait a minute, I got caught up on this spot. Like, don't do it. Mm -hmm. But it's just being able to take that slow approach. And like I said, I think that if more of us follow general principles of investing, 
then we wouldn't see this. We wouldn't see people putting 100% of their portfolio into this because you're much less likely to cash out huge amounts of money than you are to just take this thousand bucks that you just got, whether it be from stimulus or tax returns or whatever, Mm -hmm. and put it on the table. Like, I think we have to think from a more investing standpoint. But Um, would they go, and the other question is, would you go to Vegas and put all your savings on the table and and shoot the dice? Hell no. It's the same thing. It's the same thing, but people don't think so because, again, we're so caught up in success stories. I call it the Twitter scholar. You know, like they see, like, however many characters. Yeah, and that's it. Oh, that's how I feel about this or that or whatever. No context, and and it's extremely dangerous. And like I said, this is an opportunity that we have, especially within our community, black folks, um, when we couldn't get a banking relationship early on, when we were getting, I mean, a lot of times we're still being exploited. Aaron's rentals and yeah. you know what I'm saying? Any yeah. rent to own rent and to all this other stuff. Is, that, that. Yeah, there are people pay, paying 30% on credit cards and, and, and get your paycheck two Payday days early loans, kind of yeah. scams. And yeah. it's like, it's not, you're not Rush, getting your paycheck two days early if you still got to wait two weeks to get it. Right. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but we fall for this because... They know what buttons to push. They know that you haven't properly allocated your money until payday. So this sounds good to you to get you to become a customer, but I still got to wait 14 days for my next check. Right. So it's not early. You just changed my, 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 the day I get paid. Um, so that's all. I think that more than anything, I just want people to take the time to learn. And if it's, like I said, if it's creating a separate profile where you start to be- begin to get immersed in, uh, in the crypto world and, and find those people to follow, um, in that space, I know Anthony Pompliano is one of the biggest voices. I'm not giving any endorsements to, to any of his uh, whatever he wants to say, or, or but he's one of the huge voices in that space. And I think from there, um, people can find other podcasts. But just sit and listen, man. Just just get familiar because I think from here, people think that um, oh, it's over. We saw a day like today where things were down 20, 30, 40, 50 percent. It's over. I think that again, um, there's so many benefits that crypto uh and blockchain technology brings to everything that we're doing like this is we're still very early on mm-hmm. to have only seven percent of united states population with a wallet we're still very early on and mm-hmm. there's still room um banking system has been around for what since 1780 something mm-hmm. we're 200 years strong in the 230 some odd years strong in the, in the banking system this is early. We're mm-hmm. what? 20 Satoshi released that paper in 2009, 2010 mm-hmm. when he released the, the white paper on Bitcoin. So we're s- extremely early. Um, I mean, and, and not to uh, go beyond our time, but um, cycles of innovation collapse time. Right. We know that yeah. Yeah, things happen sure. a lot sooner, um, faster. Yeah. Yeah. You're talking yeah. about red queen effect. You're talking about Ray Kurzweil. You're talking about futurism. You're talking about all these other things that um, Murphy's law yeah. that, that kind of collapse these time periods mm-hmm. and, and make things accelerate faster, but it's still early. There's still an opportunity for people to make uh, considerable uh, gains and, and build wealth in crypto, but just take it slow. That's my yeah. only advice. Take it slow. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. This is great, man. Um, I really appreciate, you know, all of the insight. You know, I feel like every time I speak to you, I learn something new, <laughs> you know. I got to take you. a nap I appreciate now. that. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate That's that. No, but Don, 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 this was really dope. And I hope people just really got a lot of value out of this because, again, we are in this space now where this bus is happening. Um, um, it's like, as, as you said um, said earlier, um, this bull market, in, in, yeah. you know, with, with crypto. So, um, people, especially our community, have to be in a position to take advantage of it. You yeah, know, you so. don't have to go through anybody. Please don't let anybody 
tell you that you need to be a part of this group or you need to be a part of that or you need to pay this money. Information is so available. Mm-hmm. It's so available. And all you have to do is take the time to observe, absorb, all of that. Like I said, I, I felt, my heart fell to, the, to my stomach when I saw a lady post in one of these groups that she had lost $40,000, knowing that that was probably a considerable portion of her retirement. Yeah, but yeah. The, the, this over the summer, the scam was put this money in and you'll get 150% back in 10 days. Like mm-hmm. that, was the, that was the thing. And it worked for some people for, for a little while. And then they brought everybody else with them. And it was like, then it stopped working. Oh people my God, this is such out. a pyramid scheme. Yeah, it's like one of those, what was those yeah. blessing circles? Remember those that was going around? Yeah, 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 like, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And then, yeah, exactly. Everything comes to a screeching halt. And it, it, that, that's not, and again, that's going to turn people away from investing. It's going to turn people away from crypto. Um, Please just do your own research. Take time. Take the information is available. It's out there. It's out there. That's dope, bro. Well, thank you, bro. We um, got one more question. Oh yeah, can't can't forget the last question. Jason, so what does being black mean to you? Man, you told me this earlier, and I completely forgot it. We got sidetracked. I think being black for me means, um, and I'm glad Jamil kind of touched on what he'd experienced earlier with the Freedom Walk. I think that being black to me means. Um, a lot of times, some of our favorite movies, songs, uh, experiences, uh, things that are most um, milestone moments in our lives came from something tragic. Um, and I think we've had so much tragedy um, being black in America. I think that means to me, we also have unlimited um, tragedy as well as how tragedy has been unlimited. I think our creativity and, and, mm-hmm. our, and our ability to use those things um, to propel us forward um, is, is also unlimited. So to me, um, being black means limitless, l- limit, limitless opportunity. Um, it means being the source of a lot of, <laughs> of a creator. It means being, yeah, yeah, it means being a creator. It means being the source. Um, it means being an owner. I think a lot of people want, want the sauce. <laughs> I, th- I saw something that was incredible earlier today, and it was a guy talking about, uh, lesson number one on how everything on this app was created by black folks. <laughs> and I think that's what being black means to me, man. It, it, it just means um, being able to, to, to take what we've gone through um, and then use the lessons that we've learned um, and to become limitless. No doubt. That's dope, I love bro. it. Thank That's you. Super dope. So, bro, like, if people wanted to connect with you, I know you're not like super, super active on social media, but, um, but you are on social. I am know? on social. And, and you have, do you want people to know who? Yeah, you, are. you have. You got other <laughs> platforms, like you said. You when you're trying to educate people um, about financial literacy. Yeah, layer personal finance coming uh, later this year. Uh, just pending my my Series 65 certification, I will be a registered investment advisor. So I'll be having conversations with a lot of people. Um, I'm at distance run underscore. Um, on Instagram, um, I, I check DMs. I check the general box. <laughs> I check the general box. Don't post that much. Wait, not the me. other box? Yeah. What other box? There's like the one where your friends yeah, that's come general. in. Oh, that's, that's general. general. Primary is like where people you know. Oh, okay, okay, And then okay. the general one is like when you just get something from somebody okay. that could be spam. Well, check I, okay. general? I check my oh. general. Oh. Yeah. I don't get much spam because I'm not active. You know what I mean? And I don't really hashtag. So these so are just his fans. I, oh, I don't right. think I get targeted. Yeah, Yeah, I check generals uh, at distance run on Instagram. I'll answer any any questions. I don't give investment advice until we get this series 65 things down. But um, yeah, 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 I I definitely will um, go back and forth and have conversations with folks about, you know what I mean? What I think are good strategies. That's incredible. That's dope, That's bro. incredible. Thank you. Thank you for yes. all of this today, man. Thank you for having me. This Absolutely. is a wonderful platform. Jay, 
you know, a few of my friends have been hitting me up like, yo, the podcast is dope. Love it. And I appreciate the DMs and the and 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 the text and all that. Like, that's cool. But put that online. Go to where where can they rate us on Apple Podcasts, Apple Podcasts Spotify, Spotify, like go um, rate us. Give us five stars. One, yeah, two, three, four, five that, um, to really show your love. We appreciate that. Uh, so you know. Oh, you all are on streaming platforms. We on oh, every all major of them. Streaming platform. Okay. All what of do them. I? What do I type in? The B-Suite We'll text it to you. The B-Suite. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, podcast. we got you. All right. We got you. Yeah. So yeah, make you sure you haven't been listening, Jason. Nah. No, no, I knew, but I didn't know y'all were on streaming streaming platforms. Like yeah, whatever yeah. Jamel puts up the link, then I just click it. But oh, I didn't yeah, know yeah. that it was everywhere. No, yeah. We're oh yeah, we everywhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We out here. So I'm aware. We out here. iHeart, iHeart, Spotify, Pandora, like we're everywhere. Yeah. Okay. So go rate us. We appreciate it. Share it with your friends, too. Yeah, please Let do. people know. Let we them know. We need that, y'all. We, we need, need that. it. And we appreciate the love. You know, we appreciate everyone who, you know, who hits us up, letting us know how much they appreciate the podcast. The love is real. We appreciate yeah, it. Yeah, we definitely appreciate that. Um, so. And we do it. We got some awesome stuff planned for next month, Ooh, for June. Yeah. June is going to be a big month yeah, just June's for big. all of us. It's Freedom Month. So, you know, if y'all don't know what Juneteenth is, just go out, research it, figure it out, because we're going to have a lot of good stuff for y'all going on. Yeah, so June, June is about to be very Freedom active. Month. Very, very active. So yeah, the ancestors are getting ready to celebrate. Yes, so. absolutely. So we're yeah. looking forward to that. Make sure that y'all follow us um, on all of the major streaming platforms. And also, too, um, follow us on Instagram um, at B-Suite Podcast. Um, our website, thebsweetpodcast.com, and also on Facebook, uh, the B Sweet Podcast on Facebook as well. So uh, we're everywhere, you know. So anywhere you here. you know you wanted to want to listen, like we're there. So uh, appreciate y'all for checking in for another episode yeah, of the podcast. Again, um, it's always been real when I when I'm get to sit with my better half of the podcast. Love you, Jay. Yeah, love you too, as bro. always. Yeah, and uh, we'll check in with y'all later. Peace.